Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And boy, oh boy, do we have a special episode for you today. <laughs> We're going to be talking with Brendan Watt, the author of Relationship. Are you sure you want one? We're going to be talking with Brett Kal- Kalamajek. I'm going to. I'm sorry, I mispronounced Kalamajek. the name. Kalamajek, who has invented an app that will help you break out of the rut of the boring, monot- monotonous dates that you go on. We're going to talk. Uh, I guess what's going on in our lives. But this past weekend was Mother's Day, um, and Jared, I know you have a mother. Vanessa, I know you have a mother. So how was your guys' weekend? What did you do to celebrate? I called my mother. Okay. I said, happy Mother's Day. We talked for quite a while. She had to work, but she lives in Rhode Island. I'm in California. I should have sent her flowers or chocolate through the mail. I really did not plan that properly. I'm a bad son. Thank God you're not my son because I would be <laughs> I called. We talked for a while. You know, it was great. I mean, I talked to her on the phone almost every day, so I guess that's really not any <laughs> different. Talk to your mom on the phone every day? Not every day. Probably every other. That seems That's like, so sweet. That's like a lot. No, I talk to my mom every either every second day or every day and my sister every day. Yeah, it's also it's different because I'm accustomed to seeing them every few days and now I don't see them for months at a time. Do you FaceTime a lot? No, we don't FaceTime. We I should FaceTime my Ashley FaceTimes her parents. Yeah, I know two three times a day. I know this is a really messed up thing to ask. No, what's up? But do you guys ever think about what your life is going to be like after you don't have them there anymore? Yeah, it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I used to have nightmares when I was a kid. Like, I didn't want anyone dying around me. I didn't want to die. Um, and I only lost one grandparent, so I still have three other grandparents with me. Wow. And it's, yeah, but it's devastating because, like, you know, like, people get old or even if they don't get old, people get sick and it's just, it's hard. It's, it's a hard concept to grasp. Um, I mean, the thing is like, you guys are going to have to deal with your parents' deaths at some point, you know? No, I know. I know. It, it's, it scares me. It honestly is one of the reasons why I want to move back home because mm-hmm. 
you know, my parents, my dad's in his 60s, my mom's in her late 50s. And you start, you know, you just hear scary things. Like, I, I know that, uh, you know, uh, Ben's dad, this is public knowledge, kind of went through uh, a little bit of a health crisis a couple of years ago when Ben was the bachelor. And uh, it's just mm-hmm. scary, you know, because it mm-hmm. just happens so quickly. And I just, oh, I, I think about that constantly about my life after yeah. my parents. It's, it's probably my biggest fear is losing them. And he doesn't That's even why... send his mom flowers. I talk to my mom every other day. I should have sent her flowers. I'm a jerk. It's hard through the mail, and I was. I'm it was. You don't have to justify uh, no, I'm not justifying. I'm justifying that I'm a bad son. She knows you love her. No, yeah, and uh, and yeah, you do something special on another day, and it makes it more special because well, uh, she's not going to expect it. No, exactly, right? Every day is so, Mother's Day. So, Vanessa, day. what did you do for Mother's Day this past weekend? So, I was a really good daughter, <clears throat> and I <laughs> decided to do... Round of applause for Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I wanted to do something non-traditional because I get together with my family every Sunday, so it's, you know, always the same song and dance. We sit around my grandmother's table, we have lunch, and then we leave, and I'm like, well, I want to do something where they can gain from uh, an experience. And so I brought in a woman who curates this two-hour session. We started the day off with a meditation session, and then she led us into creating our own vision boards, which is basically thinking about things that you want to do for your future and envisioning this, you know, whether it is something you want to change in your work, love life, um, uh, you know, with your health or whatever. So we all sat around and we were open about things that we wanted to change. And, um, we did this really, really beautiful exercise that I want to do with you guys too. When I'm back in LA, we Mm. wrote ourselves a letter and a year from now, this woman is going to mail us this letter. And hopefully all the things that I wrote down in this letter to myself, I will have accomplished in the, in this next year. Do you remember what you wrote? Are you willing to share any of it with us or is it something that's going to be uh, kept inside? It's uh, nothing that big, but I, I think, you know, I'm pretty much an open book and I just want to keep this to myself. Surely, that's fine. No, that's fair. Yeah. Keep things so personal. Uh, let yeah. me ask, are they achieve like, are they very achievable or are they things that you'd be very, very proud of yourself if in a year you accomplished this? So it sounds so silly. One thing that I'm like super happy about, I don't know, Jared, if it's like you moving to LA was something that you've always wanted to do. And that move is like the biggest, like a really big accomplishment nope. for me. No. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like for me, well, like for me coming back to Montreal and living in the old port was something that I never thought I was ever going to be able to do. And the fact that I live in my favorite part of the city is something I'm really proud of. And so it's just like little things like that, that we wake up and we take for granted. So I, it's really things that are uh, I'm, I know I'm going to be able to accomplish, but I feel like the things that are the easiest we kind of let go of and we don't focus on those things. So I'm trying to hold myself accountable to some of the smaller things that I want to accomplish. When you, totally. say, when you say we don't focus on them, you're saying like we don't give ourselves enough credit for the small things that we're doing for ourselves. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A little like those little, you know, moments of victory yeah, that the we feel that, that put things into perspective. Yeah. You know, you get that all the time. Like I, uh, for example, I take my health. Uh, for granted, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, knock on wood. And, you know, you, you see people that are going through very difficult times with their health right now, and then you realize how lucky you are just to have that. Um, but yeah, Health you, is a big one. Oh, totally, right? You know, uh, but uh, when you said writing a letter, it reminded me of, it's so stupid, but uh, Dane Cook wrote himself a letter when he was a kid. Uh, it was this show called Torgasm, where he, him and like three other comedians went on tour, and they all filmed it for 30 days, and he wrote a letter to himself as a kid when he was in high school about 
30-year-old Dane, you know, what he wanted to be and what he wanted Aww. to accomplish. And he read it on the show live, and it was very inspiring and emotional because uh, he just talked about how he hopes that he's happy and he believes in himself and he knows he's capable of great things, and this was when Dane Cook was at his height. And now he's dating a 19-year-old model. I, I would say he's still at his height. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will say I have a good friend uh, who strongly believes in the vision board thing, and she does it once a year, and she's strongly encouraged me to do the vision board. You should. And whenever she says it, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea, but I just never put it into practice. And I could see how it could be a, a positive exercise. So that's cool that you did that, because that's basically what you you flip through like a lot of magazines. You see things that you oh, like. yeah. And then you just kind of plaster them on the board and then hopefully you can like kind of will that into existence at some point or. Yeah, it could be just like I, I like I cut out a picture of Tupperwares. My sister will like Tupperwares. And I'm like, well, for me, when I see Tupperwares, I see like organization in the kitchen. You know, like mm. I want to be able to to create my own meals throughout the day and not like think of what am I cooking at six o'clock and I'm starving and I have to like order something or find something to eat right now. Like I want to be able to be more organized when it, when it comes to my cooking, like just little things like that, that I know would make my day a thousand times better. Cause yeah, I, I think there's a difference between people who, um, like there's like a fine line between people who are successful and others who aren't. And it's just a, it's a matter of being perseverant and a matter of really dedicating yourself to what you believe in you could achieve. Cause we all could achieve all these little things and big things, but it's just a matter of following through with them. Totally. You hear stories about, I hear stories all about uh, musicians and actors and all these people that are super successful today where they, 20 years ago, it came to a point where either this was going to work out for them or they were going to die. You know, like there was a, uh, I was listening to an interview with a very famous musician. He was talking about how he it's a very fine line between him doing what he's doing right now, which is uh, writing songs and putting them out there and being very successful. And the other side of that line, which is him sleeping at his buddy's couch because he can't afford rent. And like right. he just got to that point because he realized that there was no other way. You know, it was mm -hmm. either I'm going to do this or I'm going to mm -hmm. die trying. And mm -hmm. persistence like that is very scary. And a lot of people, and I would include myself in this statement, play it safe. And mm -hmm. You don't always get what you want when you do that, but it's a little bit more reassuring. I don't know, but I like the idea of the board because I like the idea of manifesting your dreams and putting them out. Yeah. Because the only way that yep. they'll ever happen is if you do put it out in the universe and try to work towards it. So Yeah. Like yeah. Thank do you. you. I think holidays, we should do right? it. Yeah, I don't really subscribe to the idea of holidays. But all holidays. For the most part, yeah. I think they're all kind of BS, honestly. What about Do you Christmas? celebrate birthdays? I think Christmas might be the worst of all of them, to be honest. Worse than Thanksgiving? Uh, well, yeah, I guess to celebrate the genocide of an indigenous uh, culture, I guess, mm -hmm. right? That's, I mean, that's pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up. Halloween. What, what, are, what are holidays? It's basically, uh, obviously you have your Hallmark holidays, right? Like Valentine's Day, Halloween, those types of things where it's like literally all they did was create this holiday so they could either A, sell us stuff, give us something mm -hmm. to take our, our freaking romantic to make another out on. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, or you have like religious holidays and I'm not going to get into and start bashing religion and religious holidays, but <laughs> why not? A lot of the stuff, the worst that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the stuff is, it's just, if you, well, if you really like bring it back to the origins of it all, it's almost like it's the same concept of the Hallmark holidays where we're just making things up. <laughs> it's very commercialized. Yeah. But what, my Super question is, oh, sorry, hi, everybody. It's Mark. What's wrong with making things up? Why not make things up where we could all put on costumes and go get candy? We can all profess our love for each other on February 14th. What's wrong with making those things up? I get it. But when you have holidays like Mother's Day where they're like, okay, we're going to set aside one day a year to specifically mm -hmm. celebrate mothers. That's fine. That's great that mothers can feel special and valued on this day. But also it's like use their other 364 days right. to do that thing. It's like, why do you need... A, a manufactured holiday to do that 
But I completely agree. It's, I have the same feeling about Valentine's Day. It's like, why do you need Valentine's Day to do something special for your significant mm-hmm. other? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what really gets to me. It's like, why do we need someone, some, uh, I guess, governing authority to tell us which days we should set aside to show mm-hmm. value and our appreciation of the people that are in our lives? You know what I mean? Human beings need a kick in the ass sometimes. It's just it's frustrating. Not, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying it's right. The only one that I can really buy into are birthdays. And even then, like, yeah. time is a construct, but I understand seasons <laughs> are a oh, thing. Boy. <laughs> oh, God, we're getting deep. I think, I think it's a beautiful, I totally agree with you. I never celebrated Valentine's Day. I don't believe in it. Um, things like Mother's Day, like, yes, I think it's a lot of mothers, like, look forward to a day of, like, you know, surprises and being pampered. But I think, yes, like you said, we should be celebrating pa- uh, parents and um, our friends and every every day. And maybe, but, like, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Like, things like Christmas and stuff. Uh-huh. I like the idea, and Thanksgiving. We don't, like, Canadians don't celebrate Thanksgiving as heavily as uh, Americans do. But I love the idea of just getting together. Right. Like it gives you an excuse to really get together, to cook together, laugh and just get out of your everyday life. And that was going to be my point, too. Maybe the reason I'm so jaded about holidays like Christmas, Thanksgiving, et cetera, is because uh, of my broken family dynamic. It's like I don't really I don't have a family yeah. to get together for for holidays and I don't have a mom to call for Mother's Day like that. Type yeah. of stuff. So it's just going to be like, ah, f- these holidays. Yeah. Don't bleep that F word, by the way, Mark. I don't have a choice. Keep but, that one in there. But I, I, I do understand that that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And so yeah. now I've just adopted this like me against the world approach where it's like, ah, oh, holiday, screw that. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I like July 4th. That one's always fun. You just get together with your friends in the summer. Right. And, it's America's and, birthday. So that's well, fine, I'm not, right? I'm not the biggest patriot in the world either, I would say. But it's, <laughs> it's just fun to come together as a f- group of friends. I like them as mile markers throughout the year. I just like it Same. as just kind of, you know. As you're driving to Vegas, oh, there's the giant thermometer. Yeah. There's the the border. But here's, but here's like, the, I like that. There's Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Let me rebuttal that real quick. Please do. The drive from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Yes. You're getting to Las Vegas. That's your destination. Right. So you're saying that these mile markers are the, the mile markers to our death? Well, a part of the journey Ooh. is the end. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I was thinking more of the, the mile markers to the end of the year. The yeah, end of the but, year I mean, that that's... ultimately leads what? To the end of the next year, to the end of the next year, which ultimately lends, ends us, <laughs> at us dying. Wow, yeah, but at the same dark. time, like you said, you just can't prevent that from happening. So we're all on this journey of just trying to figure out what we want in life and should try to make that make this the most we possibly can. Right. But so why would we need mile markers to tell us how much we're enjoying life as we go through it, <laughs> which is ultimately leading up to our death? You know what I mean? And I've actually thought about this before, too. In like a in like a maybe a lighter sense where a lot of my friends in Los Angeles kind of get they feel like their time is slipping away from them. And it's because, in my opinion, there aren't quite as many mile markers here because seasonally, like it's it's consistently warm. Yes. You go to Colorado, Rhode Island, um, even um, Wisconsin, you have these these seasons where it's like, OK, in winter six months ago. I was here, but now six months later uh-huh. in summer, I'm here. And so I can see oh, the benefit. Smart, of my, yeah. But now in Los Angeles, like we don't have that. You know, True. No, you lose 80, track of time here. It's 80 degrees year yeah. round, basically. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like you look back six months and you're like, oh, I'm in the same spot I was six months ago. But in Wisconsin, Rhode Island, Colorado, it's like, no, six months ago, you were freezing your ass off. Mm-hmm. True. And now you're here. So <laughs> I don't know. Dean, but, that's really smart. Thanks. I'm yeah, pre- but I also think the mile markers that Mark was talking about is, is more to reminisce about past times rather than look forward to future older events does that make sense no well which like, he has, for example which he has year, no interest in which i get that i guess yeah yeah yeah. like for me personally for christmas like i i lump christmas and new year's eve together but i lump it in together because i like the idea of a new year because uh, to me it's simple it's, it's symbolic of kind of uh, a fresh start so to speak and like, also oh, i screwed up last year this not, year is really gonna be my year not screwed it up together. but it's just it, it is a mile marker because i think i understand that death will be coming at some point and so it is nice to really think about 
wow, you know, here's the thing. Growing older is not a privilege, right? It, that everybody has, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so like, we're mm -hmm. lucky enough to have the, all of these experiences. And so that's the way I kind of look at it, that I'm grateful. Like, wow, another year, 2020, holy crap, or 2019. I guess my thing is I never know when I'm going to get to Las Vegas. You know what I mean? So it's like, I might as well enjoy it and not really pay attention to the mile markers along the way. I think um, the mind that's my analogy for I have no idea when I'm going to die. But it works so for I'm you because you'll be living in a van driving around America. You have no idea when you're going to get to <laughs> Las Vegas, literally. So it kind of works. And figuratively. Yes. Uh -huh. really. But also, like you said. So I'm getting a gun. <laughs> again, a gun in a van. Who wants to date me? Um... <laughs> What was it? But I also think with the mile markers, like you spe speak about with Los Angelines, is that how you say it? Angelinos. Angelinos, yeah. Los Angelinos, where they lose track of time because there isn't that much mile markers. I think for human beings, we like the idea of mile markers with holidays because it does help us uh, keep track of time where it doesn't just slip by another year. Like they, there provide, is... they provide comfort to us. I understand. We're, yeah. we're creatures that, that uh, seek comfort at all times. Uh, Tony Robbins actually is it, or no, was it Tony Robbins? Someone speaks a lot about. Are you a Tony Robbins guy? I like kind of am. I don't subscribe to a lot of his like be your best self, that type of stuff, but he's yeah. got some good points. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I take what he says with a grain of salt, but I, I still listen. But we're, he, we're, we're as a species, we just seek comfort in everything that we do. And in my, uh -huh. I actually had this conversation just recently. Uh, I don't necessarily like the idea of comfort because I feel like growth doesn't happen as much. It can happen, of course, in comfort, but I think that when you're forcing yourself to be uncomfortable, like living in a van, you experience more growth, at least personally, right? Like, obviously, we're all at different points in our lives. Um, it's just kind of, it's it's how I've experienced it. I, I agree, but I think there's a gray area there. Oh, so, oh my God, it's the biggest gray area, right? Like, it doesn't... So you, you like putting yourself in, in like, experiences? Position. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like walking on the side of... Well, I, no, I saw your uh, story in China when you were walking on the ledge of a mountain. I was walking on the figurative ledge of a mountain, but last Bachelor in Paradise dated two girls at I the same time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You wild child. Yeah, there's no stopping me. So all that's right. that's my, sorry to, to get us all yeah. off track there. That's my bad. No, that was a very interesting conversation. Very. It makes me question how much comfort one needs in their own life to... Continue I remember I remember Tony Robbins brought it back to this one point that whenever you shower, you always shower in warm water because we're creatures of comfort mm -hmm. and we like being comfortable. But when you start to, to shock your system and take cold showers and all this kind of stuff, we I get saw a, that in his documentary. He yeah. jumps into mm -hmm. that ice the cold, cold bath, mm -hmm. bath in and how like it, it can be like rejuvenating and, and all this that has all these like mental side effects and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I think he wakes up every morning and takes a cold shower. Yeah, yeah. and I can do yeah. that sometimes. I used to do that a lot more, mm -hmm. but. But it's, it sucks, right? Like you want to be warm in the shower. Yeah. You want to like get out and yeah. be cozy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. When I shower once a week, I want to make sure I'm getting that hot water. Um. Wow. Once a week, huh? <laughs> I kidding. love that. You just you just got you just <laughs> get like three points in my book. Um. Okay. We're gonna have Brendan Watt on the phone next, but before that, we're gonna take one quick break. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another, and every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners 
say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union At Navy Federal. It's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Dean, do you have a bed uh, for your van yet? I do not. Well, have you considered sleep number? I have, but I'm worried I can't afford one. Oh, well, guess what? You can really, aff- you, what you can't afford <laughs> is another restless night's sleep. That's what you can't afford, Dean. Okay, there's been, there's never been a better time to save on a proven quality sleep now, during the Memorial Day sale, a Queen 360 smart bed starts at only $999. That's a great price. That might be more expensive than your van, but let's move on from that. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. I know Ashley and I both do. She likes it a little bit softer. I like it a little bit firmer. But sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side. So it's just right for both of you. The sleep number 360 smart beds are so smart, they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Sleep number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by JD Power. For 2018 award information, all you have to do is visit jdpower.com. So you know I'm not lying to you. Come in during the Memorial Day sale and save $1,000 on a new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed for temperature balance and comfort at an exceptional value. You'll only find Sleep Number at any of the 575 Sleep Number stores 
nationwide. And you can find one of the stores nearest you by going to sleepnumber.com slash Dean. What was that? Best discount code imaginable. Sleepnumber.com slash Dean. So, yeah, go to sleepnumber.com slash Dean to find the closest sleep number store near you to get your sleep number bed today. I'm on it. I got to get that bed for my van, so... On the phone right now, we have a special guest. Uh, you can get his brand new book, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? And you can check out his vlog, No More Sugar Coating, that is on YouTube. We have Brendan Watt on the line. Hey, Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Thank you for having me. Brendan, where are you calling from right now? I'm in L.A. You're in L.A.? You're right down the street. You should have came in studio. I know, right? Oh, yeah. Would have been much more fun. I mean, as much as we love the sound of phone calls, you know, in studio have been great, but that's okay. But Brendan, let's uh, talk about you for a second. First, first of all, who are you, who are you? And secondly, what are you doing in LA? Well, I mean, well, who am I? Is uh, well, I'm from Australia. A loaded question, obviously. But <laughs> grew up in Australia and actually uh, was a tradesman for most of my younger years, and then um, started you know, doing some different things and facilitating some different classes and stuff and now travel the world and, you know, help people out with different areas and changing their lives. And you are here in L.A. because you have a very exclusive two-hour class uh, that you're hosting tomorrow night. Can you talk about that for a sec? I do. It's a class in L.A. here called Relationship Done Different. Uh, it's the intro class, so it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a little bit about the stuff that we've got in the book, but also looking at relationship from a different place so that people can start getting a little bit more aware of what works for them in relationship. I mean, for me, I, I learned how to do relationship from everybody around me, but the problem with that was everybody around me didn't know how to do relationships. So I'd already mm-hmm. started learning how to not really do relationship the way it works for me. Um, well, Brendan, it's interesting because I don't know if a lot of people know, but Simone and you are, you have a working relationship now, but before that you were partners in a romantic relationship. I think it was what, for a little bit over seven years? Yeah. Yep. We actually so wrote how- the book. We wrote the book and then um, I think it was a couple of months before the book was due to get launched. We actually ended the relationship. So our PR oh, wow. was like, who does that? Who writes the book on relationship and then ends it? <laughs> so how does someone get from being in a romantic relationship to then writing a book together and having a work relationship uh, together? Because there's so many people that ask, do you believe that you can be friends with an ex-lover? Um, and for me, it takes about, you know, it takes a while. It takes a couple of months to close to a year for those feelings to completely dissolve. So how did you guys get there? Well, good question. And this is one that comes up a lot. Um, because most people, what they do when they separate a relationship is they try and find the separation in order to make themselves right for ending the relationship. So they'll go, well, you did this, and they'll dig up things from years ago. We did this years ago, so this makes me right in the breakup, rather than look at it and go, okay, one of the things we talk about in this book and one of the things we had in our relationship was, okay, if it gets to the day that it's not working, let's end it, let's celebrate it, and let's move on. And that's what we really practiced with with us ending the relationship was, okay, the relationship's not working. Can we still be friends? And because we work a lot together as well, it was, we recognized that our friendship was still valuable. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the biggest question, especially for someone like me who gets a lot of anxiety when things aren't going well, or 
not going as well as I would hope they would be going either like a month in, two months in, a year in. How do you know when your relationship is really over? Well, you got to be honest with yourself. And I think that's what a lot of us aren't really willing to be in relationship or out of relationship when we're in the relationship and you've got to look at it from the place of, okay, is this actually over? And we all, I think that the biggest mistake that we make in our lives is we act like that we don't really have an idea what's true for us. Like we'll go, well, it could be over, but I'm not really sure. But you actually do know when something's not working for you anymore. So I think it's just being honest with yourself and looking at it and going, okay, is this going to work anymore? Brendan, I have a question. I have a question for you. So back to the topic before that one, um, you mentioned that you and your former partner were writing this book, but you broke it before it came out. But now you guys are work partners, right? So how does that work if you were to find someone that you were interested in? Is she involved in that process and vice versa? Are you guys okay with seeing each other dating other people? Because that's got to get kind of awkward, right? Well, it can be, but once again, it's, it's the way you really make it. I mean, we have this idea that it's got to take a certain amount of time before you're over each other. But the thing is, when we have those ideas, is that's how long it's going to take. One of the things that I've learned over the years is your point of view creates your reality. So if you've got the point of view that, okay, it's going to take me this long and I'm going to be horrified when they get together with somebody else, then it's going to take you that long. And as soon as they get together with somebody else, you're going to be horrified. So we talk about it. Like we've looked at it and gone, okay, well, I'm obviously going to be with other people and you're obviously going to be with other people. So let's talk about it. And we've looked at it and went, okay, cool. So, yeah, I respect it. I think as long as you take a mature rep- approach to it, it can be tricky. But as long as you're open and communicative and transparent with everything, I guess that kind of helps avoid a lot of the issues. Brandon, you talk about uh, asking if you're a heart tripper, a head tripper, or a crotch tripper. What yeah. are those? What are those three things? And what does each one mean? I know you're going to talk about the class, but give us a little brief synopsis and leave a tease so people have to go tomorrow night. Okay, cool. So the head tripper, the head, the 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 three ways that you can identify yourself. And I mean, they mean, they really have no relevance. I'm but... already calling it Dean's a crotch tripper. I don't even know what it means, but Dean's it. Man, that's <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> sorted you out. Now we got to figure you, you other two out. Um, but it, I mean, it's irrelevant, but it gives people a way of identifying, okay, where am I functioning from here? So the head tripper is somebody who'll be thinking all the time. There'll be somebody who'll be thinking in a relationship, they'll be going, when are they going to call? Why haven't they called? How long do oh they God, call? Oh, God, that's me. <laughs> okay, good. You're a head tripper then. Don't worry. I'm a head tripper too. It's fine. Um, the heart tripper is someone who will be, what does this mean? How meaningful is this? He only got me six roses. Twelve roses would have meant way more. So the heart tripper is someone who functions a lot from meaning. And then the crutch tripper is somebody who's always looking to prove who they are based on their sexuality. So mm. they're... You know, I'm so sexy. Look at me. This is how the. <laughs> I'm getting pointed at in studio right now. Apparently, I'm the crotch tripper. <laughs> no, I feel like you're the complete opposite. I agree. You like don't want, you don't want the attention. You're like, no, I'm not well, handsome. At least someone like, here understands me. Thank you, gorgeous. Vanessa. Well, you can also, you know, you can also function from all three if that's what works for you. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm a head tripper and a heart tripper. Like I'm constantly thinking. The, I want to know the meaning behind someone's actions, but I also, I guess that's like heart and head, right? Like if they did yeah. something nice for me, why do they do it? And what does it mean? Yeah. Instead of just like appreciating it and like being in the moment. Well, you know, the thing with that is too, because I've done it, like I'll be 
I've had so many situations in my life where I'll head trip about it. So I'll be thinking, this is going to happen. What if this happens? And I'll be running through all these scenarios in my head. And then I'll get to the get to the time when the thing's occurring and none of what I thought about occurred. So I was like, okay, I just wasted a week of my life thinking about how this is going to show up. And it didn't work that way at all. So what we do with these three things is we we give up so much of ourselves and we, we're not present with ourselves. So we're wasting all of this time in our lives in order to figure out what something's, how something's going to occur rather than just go, okay, it is what is. When it shows up, I'll deal with it then. Uh, Brendan, do you believe in soulmates? No. <laughs> Why? I used to. <laughs> I used to. What changed your mind? Well, I started recognizing that the idea of a soulmate is the idea that there's one other person that's going to complete you in this world. So when you have the idea that one other person's going to complete you, you've already decided there's something missing. And this is what I see a lot of people do when they go into a relationship is they say, well, there's something in me missing that a relationship will fulfill. And a relationship, mm-hmm. once you go to that, you've already put the relationship under way too much pressure to have any freedom with it because you're already looking for, okay, how does this person fill in my life rather than how can they add to it? How can they contribute to it? Mm-hmm. How much fun can we have? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I like something that Simone had said about, I guess that they, you explore more into the, in the book, you want to make sure you have someone that you're doing 20% more than what you would be doing if you were alone. So you want to have a partner that helps you grow instead of dimming your light, right? Yeah. Well, it's actually 20 times more. 20 so, times. 20 times. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, high expectations. Um, but it's, but it's having someone in your life that it's, it's like when, we think that when two of us get together, then we can create twice as much. But when you get into a relationship with somebody who actually is willing to contribute to you, their energy plus your energy can, oh. contributing to one thing mm-hmm. can create it as way more than two times. So it's having that person in your life who actually, you know, when, you, when you're around someone, and usually most of us have someone in our life, but when you're around them, you just feel like more of you. Mm-hmm. You just oh, I feel at ease. Oh, I feel like more of myself right now. What if we could have that in relationship? There's a there's a great quote from an Oscar winning movie uh, called Cool Runnings. Yes, yeah. I know Cool Runnings. <laughs> there's a, there's a line that Irv says. He says, "If you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it." And I think that kind of applies to the situation as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I I heard that quote in that movie, and I wrote it down. I was like, "That's a great quote." And so it's it's refreshing to hear you kind of say something very very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, before you go, I have a quick question. Do you watch Bachelor in Paradise Australia? No, I don't. Oh, that's a shame. I was on it last year. It's the only reason I was asking. I've done my homework. I've looked you guys up just as you've looked me up. So I know you're on it. I just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Oh, we'll save you some time. We were all on The Bachelor in America, but I, I made a quick stint on Bachelor in Paradise Australia last year. And it was funny. Earlier this year, there was a couple that came up to me and they said you're Jared. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we watched Bachelor in Paradise Australia. And it was the first time anybody recognized me from that show. And I felt pretty cool about it. Not nice. going to lie. Congratulations. Like good. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I still haven't been though, unfortunately. What part of Australia are you from? Uh, I'm from the Sunshine Coast, which is, I don't know if you've heard of Noosa, but they're there, but it's near Brisbane. It's, it's like an hour away from That's Brisbane. like the chocolate that you can buy in grocery stores, right? Noosa? The little chocolate packs? <laughs> Maybe. 
Yeah. Always goes back to chocolate for Dean. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for uh, for checking in with us. We really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, and everybody listening, you guys can get his book, Relationship. Are you sure you want one? So the class tomorrow night's in LA. It's at the Kimpton Hotel um, in Hollywood. And you can find the details on my website, brandonwatt.com. Um, it's going to be irreverent. It's going to be outrageous. It's going to be fun. And come join. It sounds good. I'm yeah. going to be there. You're going to be there, Dean? I mean, it sounds interesting. I might stop by and say hi. It's cool. It's a two-hour class. It's just it's right down the street. It's at the Everly Hollywood Kimpton, Kipton Hotel, yeah. which is beautiful. I've been there a couple times. It's a great hotel. Um, what time does it start? Because I, I didn't see a start time. 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Tomorrow. 7 p.m. And when we, when we say tomorrow, just to be clear, it's Tuesday, May 14th at 7 p.m. Be sure to check it out. Um, Brendan, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for, for your time. Thank you. Best of luck with Thanks, everything. God. And uh, hopefully Thanks. we'll circle back with you soon. Cool. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Dean, are you jet lagged? Um, a little. I'm a little tie tie. When did you fly back? Yeah, I got back yesterday around like noonish. Wow. So, you, how long were you in China for? Just like seven or eight days. Quick little trip. How long is the how flight long? again? It's like yeah. um, it was two flights. The first one was 14 hours. The next one was like two hours. But then I had a domestic flight. Um, have you guys ever been in China? It's a pretty cool country. No, not urban. This wasn't just China though. This was like rural China where. People in like the main cities in China, like Shanghai, don't really speak English, but you go further inland into the rural areas, no one speaks English. So eight days, I had one conversation the entire time with another English speaker, but it was kind of nice to be able to go and detach. So did you just navigate yourself around the country? Yeah, international data is a very, very key component to traveling internationally. I well, I would imagine, yeah. especially for somebody who doesn't speak the language yeah. and doesn't know anybody, it was, doesn't know the landscape. It, no, it was, it was. I mean, that's kind of what's great about it, though. It's like, you know, I didn't really have to talk to anyone. Um, I just kind of got to wander around. The weather was really bad at first, but it cleared up. Uh, I was actually thinking about like how I'm going to plan another trip to go back to China like later in the year when the weather was nicer. But it, fortunately, the forecast was wrong. And uh, by like the third or fourth day, the sun started shining a little bit. So, Well, that's great. Yeah, it was fantastic. All right. Well, we also have Brent and Devin coming up on the podcast. And they have an app called Happily, uh, which includes Datebox, which you guys may have heard of. That's the subscription box that's sent to your door. It's like a... It's like games in a box and there's little snacks and it's meant to like bond couples together. I think it's pretty cool. But that's coming up next. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to 
maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union and Navy Federal. It's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And on the phone, we have a guest. Uh, you might know one of his products called Datebox, but they just launched a new app called Happily, which can plan your next date. Welcome to the podcast, Brett Kolomijek. Brett, how you doing, hey buddy? Brett. Hey, how are you? Round of applause for Brett here. Hey, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Feeling good, feeling good. So you have this brand new app that you guys just launched, well, you and your wife, Devin, mm-hmm. called Happily, which to me, it looked like a date night planner, but why don't you describe it? Yeah, so we, we just rebranded our company to Happily. Um, the app is launching soon, but what the app is, is it's sort of a tool for couples to use to plan uh, date nights in their city. And so what you do is you pop open the app and you answer a few short questions about, you know, what your interests are and what you're in the mood to do and what your budget is and how much time you have. And then the app will actually create recommended itineraries for you and kind of plan the whole date night for you. And um, you get discounts and different things along the way at, at your different stops. And there's conversation starters and custom playlists in the app and all sorts of stuff. So that's going to reach hopefully sometime this fall that we're building a waiting list on our website right now. And, and we're super excited about that app. Sounds like some something that's perfect for me because I'm horrible, horrible, horrible at planning dates and events. And Yeah, you know, me too. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that we're trying to hit is I think like whether you're dating or married or, or whatever stage of kind of relationship you're in, I think there's this thing where it's like we don't want to mess up the date, right? So like we, we kind of default to the same dinner and a movie and it's just like the same bar. It's not that exciting and it, it kind of gets pregnant over time. So um, this app specifically is just kind of a way to hopefully help you know, find new and exciting things to do. And, and that can do a lot to change the dynamic of conversation and just the experiences you have together. So our goal is just to kind of get coupled out, trying new things together. Uh, Brett, would you say this date is more towards 
uh, somebody who's already in a relationship and trying to plan a special night, or is it targeted more towards singles trying to set up a first date? It's definitely more towards people who already have a date and are kind of more established in their relationship. So mm-hmm. um, at least that's our story. Like my wife and I, you know, we, we started this company really out of that specific need for ourselves, which was, you know, over time it just kind of became more roommates than spouses. Like we didn't spend a whole lot of mm-hmm. time together and, and, and our lives just got busy. And, um, so really happily as a whole, as a company, it's really our effort not to make our own marriage to say, let's, let's make this a priority and let's spend time together and, and let's build a life together versus just, you know, sort of be together by default. Um, you know, but even even in a first date scenario, like I think that so many people are scared to pick the wrong thing and so the first date experience isn't always as memorable as it could be. And I think if we could just expose like what those two people might be interested in doing and especially for the guy, like then you don't have to just default to like going to drinks at the bar or going to dinner and kind of doing the same old thing. You can really like separate that experience between the two of you and say like I took the time to plan something fun and this is going to be memorable and like this is going to kick off our relationship if it turns into that, you know, in a, in a different and, and unique way. Can you give us some examples about ideas that you guys have for dates on the app that are a little bit different? So the app is the app actually will pull in any location in your city. Um, so it really just depends what the app does. Is it, it kind of gets a sense for which things you're enjoying and which things um, that you're sort of building your profile around, and then it searches similar areas and similar vendors and, and locations to those things that you've enjoyed in the past and told us that you're interested in. So it's really built. Um, unique to the individual using the app. So there's all sorts of different things. I mean, you know, it could range from from any number of different experiences in any given city. I have a suggestion. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you you have a million of these, but I was going to go out and buy a pistol, a gun. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I, great first date. I was like, I really I like wish it. I had someone what? to take on a date with me because I want to take them to the shooting range. I feel like that would be a pretty awesome date. Yeah, Not absolutely. There's, the there's like, yeah, there's like shooting ranges. I mean, yeah. there's, there's all these cool like axe throwing places that are popping up yeah. everywhere where you like just mm-hmm. like act like a woodsman and throw axes at, at targets, which is really cool and kind of barbaric in a weird way. But people have a lot of fun doing it. There's those sorts of things that like you just don't do every day that I think are memorable and and just even like lead to different conversation and and just a unique experience overall. Vanessa, how would you feel if somebody asked you on a first date to go to the gun range? I would love it. I, really? I'm, I'm some yes, I'm someone that uh, I prefer experiences over like a fancy dinner or uh, yeah, I'd rather do something more physical and um, really on a first date than the more traditional. Yep. All right. Well, okay, let's <laughs> take it easy. Let's take it down. And it's not like that, but more like, you know, instead of the traditional, let's go out for drinks and a dinner and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I'm a little bit picky when it comes to food. So I'd rather um, spend my money on other things that then, you know, food that I can be making at home. Yeah. And I think that's so key too, because, you know, I think if we can, the whole, the whole, the whole thing in that is that Vanessa would like that, you know, so our goal is how do we expose to the person that's wanting to go out and plan a date for the, for him and Vanessa, like how do we expose that that's something that she would like so that that's an option for him to plan. Right. And I think like that's where the risk is so high. And that if Vanessa doesn't like something like that, the date goes horribly. But you know, if I'm going on a date with Vanessa and I knew that that was something she liked, I have a chance to really make a splash and make a good first impression with something that she will really enjoy and might like better than dinner. And so that's kind of the whole game is like, how do we expose, you know, what those interests are and, and, and help people with, tools to plan and, and discover those things and on the flip side of that if if the personal connection isn't there 
then on the other side, you have at least something enjoyable to be doing instead of just sitting across from the table, them eating food and you're miserable. At least you can be miserable, but you're doing something fun with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I actually think that's a space that somebody could explore. I don't know if it'll be us, but I really <laughs> think that, like, I really think that matching people on dates, like, in, a, in kind of like a swipe on the experience type app would be really cool because then it's like, you're right, if you don't have fun with the person, at least you like doing something that you're interested in and, like, you're, you're having a good time. Oh, oh, totally. And then you guys also have the date box, which is, which is what you and Devin are known for, which is the monthly subscription uh, that gets mm-hmm. sent to your door, which is a, a great idea because I'm always trying to get Ashley to play some sort of board games with me and she never wants to play. It's absurd. <laughs> so I like the idea of date box because then it's a it's a monthly box that we get that has not only you guys don't have just games, but it's like snacks and stuff that like couples can bond over, which is pretty cool. Yep, Yeah. Date box is kind of an alternative to just like Netflix, you know, Tuesday night type deal. So it's it's day night then and that's really, you know, for Devin and I in the consistency aspect of spending time together, that's where it originated for us was, you know, how do we how do we find consistency in our quality time together and how do we help other couples do that? We've been doing that for about three years and we've we've helped over half a million couples have day night, you know, through day box and you know, through that journey we just kinda of realized that there's a lot of areas that couples are wanting, you know, help and other services and the relationships as a whole are Keep doing what you're doing, Brett. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you guys can uh, go download happily right now if you want to plan your next date night. Also, definitely check out your website because you guys can get the date box subscription sent to your door every month. And then also, Brett and Devin, you guys have a podcast podcast called Happily, and everybody can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. Brett, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Does your furniture bring you joy? Maybe. Or are you missing a couch or a chair that says, this is my home? We all want a haven, a place that feels uniquely you. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your very unique taste, which is why I personally love it so much. It turns your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. Joybird offers a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. There's free personal design consultants that help you nail down your perfect design as well, just in case you can't seem to figure out exactly what you might want. On top of all of that, there's a 365-day home trial. Sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, you can return it for an absolutely full refund. Get it for a full year. There's hassle-free, Valentine's in-home Day, delivery. Mother's Day, Father's <sighs> Day, Fourth of July, the whole year it's you get that It's a lot of great holidays to celebrate on your Joybird. <laughs> Um, hassle-free in-home delivery and free returns within two weeks of delivery. You can see how Joybird can help you design your dream place at joybird.com slash Dean. You can create the furniture that brings you joy, uh, and you can receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your very first order by using code Dean. That's joybird.com slash Dean. Experience some of your new favorite holidays on your new favorite (laughs) furniture. So I have a really busy schedule throughout the day, and sometimes it's really hard for me to find time to work out until I discovered OpenFit. OpenFit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight, if you want to be losing weight, or if you want to be getting fit like I do. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your own living room 
in as little as 10 minutes per day. Everyone's bodies are different and open fit they understand that, they get that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, who is named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know what they're doing, and they know how to get your results quickly. Access on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, or Roku. What I love best is to do Extend Bar with Andrea Rogers. She helps you lose weight, sculpt, lean muscles, and build strength without the bulk. It's a mix of cardio, which I really need, Pilates, and ballet fundamentals. I used to do ballet and cheerleading and gymnastics, so this fits in perfectly with the type of uh, workout that I want to be doing. And the best part is that you do not need any bar. Open Fit has changed the way I work out. And with our code Dean, you can join you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code Dean and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life right now during the OpenFit 30-day challenge. Our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to oh. OpenFit. Yep, that's right. Three 30-day free trial open fit membership where you can lose up to 15 pounds mm. in just 30 days. Summer's oh. right around the corner when you text D-E-A-N to 303030. Build that summer booty. Check it out. Open fit. Can't wait to see those butts this summer. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I thought you might find this interesting. On the Scrubbing In Facebook group, yeah. somebody posted a bang, Mary kill about The Bachelor. Oh, you could put in whoever you want. Fifteen people mentioned Dean. Kill Jared and Vanessa. What do you think the, the how do you think it breaks down? There's fifteen. How many want to bang him, marry him, and kill him? Oh God, uh, they probably want to bang him and marry him at the same time. No, I bet. I bet. Bang. I mean, the most is definitely bang. I, I bet yeah. it goes bang. Kill Mary's third. I bet you it's kill by autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Eleven people wanted to bang Dean. Yes. Three Woo! wanted to marry Dean. Oh, wow. One wanted to kill me. And one wanted to kill you. Oh, Her name okay, is Caroline. If you'd like to go at Dell further, Caroline has had yeah. enough of you. Caroline, I would like to send a personal message out to you. Thank you for putting me out of my misery. I'll, t- I'll give you a Caroline's whole post. Is it bang Blake H. Mm, Mary same. Bob Guinea? Who's that? Kill. He was one of the uh, original, original bachelors, OG uh, bachelors. Kill Dean Unklet or Robbie Hayes. Either one. Oh, she's got. Oh, she's bloodthirsty um, for your Robbie oh, and Dean. For the f- boys. like her. <laughs> we do have a bachelorette premiere tonight, Monday, May thirteenth. Yes. yes. How we are we do. feeling about this? You guys gonna watch? Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Of course, I'm gonna watch. Hannah B. Are you how gonna we, watch? How do we feel about the guys? I mean, I have no idea who they are. Have you not interviewed? Didn't you interviews with the girls last? No, year? we did. Uh, I did interviews with the girls last year, but this year we. We we sat down with Hannah. I don't know if uh, and talked in Rhode about Island. It. Yeah, but we did not meet uh, any of the guys. Uh, so. Well, how do you feel about the guys' re- reaction shots from their? Uh, uh, I saw there was like one clip that I saw some dude apparently uh, screaming at the top of his mm. lungs, which is not a good look. Uh, I'm okay. I mean, he's like he might be like the villain. That's what I've been hearing. This guy Luke. Is there ever really a villain though? When, like in real life, villain. No, I'm saying like, you know, when people are like the sweetheart, the villain, this whatever, like there's no ever really, there's, there was never anyone that's really that evil of a person on the show. Oh, well, I wouldn't say they're that evil, but Chad, right? Chad was definitely a villain on he's the evil. show. Chad's evil. I wouldn't say he's evil, <laughs> yeah. but he did like, <laughs> he when Chad, he, sucks. when he like him. threatened to 
uh, find Jordan after the show and beat him up. Oh, yeah, like, he's yeah, not evil. He's that's not pretty evil. villain. Oh, wow. right there. I didn't watch physically that threatening people. He's not evil, for sure. Well, no, that was dumb, I obviously. will say... Wait, well, was Michael he intoxicated? No, no, I, I don't think so. Um, there oh. are... So, I obviously don't know any of the contestants, but... I got it. I had an experience with a contestant that's on this season. Don't say the name, but tell us about the experience. It was only, it was like, a very, no, tell us the name. Very, <laughs> I'm not going to say the name, obviously. It was a very short uh, interaction. He reached out to me via Instagram okay. and said, Hey, I'm on this season of The Bachelorette. I go this far. Uh, I was hoping you'd give me some advice on how to move forward. I was like, I reached back. I was like, Yeah, of course, man. Like, obviously, take anything I say with a big grain of salt, blah, 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 blah. But like, whatever I can do to help, just let me know. He follows up with a message that says, it looks like you got a lot of Instagram followers, and I want to know how to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> and well, I, he's honest. And I never responded, and he unsent the messages. And now I'm just like, <laughs> well, he's probably scared that you're going to screenshot him and like post him or something. It's just like, come on. Well, I know. Dude, I'm sorry. Good for him for like reaching out and asking what no. literally every other person is probably thinking in their head. I, I think it just shows the progression of the show and the contestants. Yeah. I just think there's a time and place. Build a rapport, maybe build a level of trust. Now I'm talking about it on a podcast because the second thing you said to me was that you wanted to build your Instagram following. It's like, yeah. you know? No, there, I agree. I have no respect for that. I mean, in my opinion, so now I'm just kind of like, I watch it, obviously, because Hannah seems like a nice girl. You met her. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, she seems very relatable. But I, mean, I guess it's, it's definitely, to your point, Jared, it's changed. The landscape has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. and it's become a lot more centric on that. Yeah, I mm -hmm. just like to see it firsthand. It's kind of like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, uh, we always say this, that a lot of people uh, used to go on The Bachelor for the experience of being on the show, and now a lot of people are going on the show because they like the experience after the show. Yeah. Specifically mm -hmm. what this guy asked about, Instagram followers. The wrong reasons, if you ask me. That would be the only... <laughs> that's the only thing I say might be the wrong reasons. Because everything else, if you... Like, I always say when people are like, well, if you don't go on for love, you're going on for the wrong reasons. And I would actually argue that. All right, some quick emails, because uh, we got to wrap pretty soon here, gentlemen and lady. Uh, this is a very nice one from an anonymous emailer that I thought you guys should hear. I've never once looked at your Instagrams or even the podcast website. I had no idea what you guys looked like until today when I finally went on your Instagrams. I've never watched The Bachelor, never seen a single episode. So many other listeners and consumers of your other media have a different view of who you are, that you're plastic or so entwined with The Bachelor and social media that you aren't quite real anymore. But I see you as real people, and dare I say it, like friends I've never Aww. known. That's very sweet. Thanks, Anonymous. Over the course Anonymous. of listening to your podcast, I had some boy problems and flirtationships. That's a good word. Yeah, I like <laughs> That's I like a that. really good word. Then I got into a relationship, and it's now been almost a year. In a way, you helped me navigate my life, not just in dating, cry. but in all parts of my life, as if you were really right there through it all. I truly believe that your conversations on the podcast have helped me, and many times I respond to you in my head as if I were part of the conversation as well. Isn't yeah. that sweet? I thought you guys would. I don't know that. why that this was anonymous. This is so sweet. Yeah. I know. But Give us your yeah, was No, this is very. I think I, I love reading emails like this, or I mean, when, whenever we get them, or whenever people reach out to me personally and talk about Dean and Jared and how much like they love you guys and how much they love the, the podcast. And to me, like, into like for us, this is why we do it. You know, like. We're, we're trying to be as authentic as we can be. And, you know, to get an email like this just kind of confirms that what we're doing is, you know, kind of working yeah, I think for some of, people. I think a part of the yeah. allure of a podcast is it feels like you're just hanging out and talking with your yeah, friends. So to know yeah. that that's the way this is going is really wonderful and it's not perfect. And sometimes we don't do as best of a job as I think we all hope we could. But I, I like to know, know that we're trying as hard as we can, and, and people appreciate that. So thank you, Anonymous. I really wish Aww. you said your name. That was a great email. Screenshotting this. Mark, are we going to do the other Anonymous? Uh, sure. Uh, you don't have this one, Vanessa. I'm sorry. This one came in late. 
This one's a little bit uh, more S- juicy. Subject, dating with herpes. Yeah. Last year, I was diagnosed with herpes. After the initial shock and confusion, I found out it's incredibly common with 80% of the population dealing with the same thing I am. Mm-hmm. Of that percentage, the majority doesn't even know they have herpes. Even more astounding is that 90% of the population has been intimate with someone that has had herpes unknowingly. Mm. After doing the research, I learned that the stigma behind herpes is actually the worst of it. I'm now actually dating someone new. Still in the beginning, getting to know you stage, but soon enough, I'll have to have that scary conversation with him, and hopefully I will be accepted fully. The reason I email you is because I want to get your thoughts about dating with an STD. Have you ever dated someone that disclosed that to you? How would you want to be told? Do you have misconceptions about herpes? I love this email because I do think there's a huge stigma whenever it comes to our sexual um, experiences in our past. And this is just a, a, the email for me is like, yes, I think that there's a, a, a huge stigma. I've never personally dated anyone that's disclosed that kind of information. But then again, they could have had something and never had told me, but I've always gone to get tested at the beginning of the relationships, um, in the middle, like, you know, whenever I get my pop test, I always get tested, um, just, you know, to be sure. Cause I'm a little bit of a OCD with that kind of stuff, but I do know someone who had dated uh, their partner and the partner had, um, an STI mm. and this person was extremely honest with them and their partner was understanding of it because I think it's in the way that you communicate it. If you come out as like, it's alarming, like, ah, you know, like life or death, like, no, it's not life or death. Like you said, 80% of the people do have it. A lot of people, I don't even know if it's 80% of people who have it or 80% of people don't feel symptoms of an STI, especially of, of herpes. Mm. Um, so I think that, uh, if you have an honest conversation with your partner and in in the way that you um, make your partner understand what it is, um, then I'm hoping your partner will be open to it and um, accepting um, to your vulnerability and your openness and your honesty. Yeah. I mean, and that's what happened with the person that I know uh, the, the, the couple that I know of, they ended up having a very healthy sexual Really, is that a, even a term? Like yeah, a, an so. active sexual relationship? Yeah. Yeah, you're actively having sex. I think I'm in a similar yeah. boat to you, Vanessa. I've never been in a relationship with someone that has openly come out and said, "Hey, I have this." So it's hard to speak from experience for anonymous. Same. Um, when I was 20, I had chlamydia. That was kind of a weird thing. To, thank you, thank you. I got, uh, you know, I get my annual checkup. Sometimes I get checked mm-hmm. twice a year, depending on how active I've been that year. Thank you, Easton. Um, Good for you for getting checked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I was 20, and I was dating this girl, and I got checked, and they were like, yeah, you have chlamydia. It's super treatable. Just take this, this Z-pack, and it'll be gone in a week. Um, mm-hmm. That conversation was hard, because they were like, are you, like, sexually active with anyone? I was like, well, yeah, I'm dating this girl. And like, okay, here's a pack for her as well. Like, make sure you have the conversation with her. Give her this, and tell her to get checked. And, like, going to her and be like, hey, this is really weird and awkward but I have this, this it's like super treatable to get rid of it in like a week. But like, just so you know, you like need to go get checked now too. Mm. It was a weird conversation. And it was like, uh, I think herpes might be a little bit more challenging because it's not quite as treatable, but it was like one of those moments where I was like, and to Vanessa's point, I was like dreading the conversation. I was like, okay, how am I going to pose this? How is this not going to be awkward? Do we wait till after the food comes before, <laughs> it's like, before we order? Yeah. It was one of those things. And we're like, we're still friends to this day. And like, we continue to date for a little bit longer after that. Obviously it fell out for multiple other reasons. I was 20 and dumb, but, um, yeah, I think, I think openness and honesty is kind of the big thing. And it's hard, especially with this, because it's like, how long do you wait until you tell them? 
um, do you want to like build the comfortable comfortability level with them before you jump into it? So I um, mean, obviously, before you get intimate, you need to tell them. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah, one hundred percent. What are the symptoms of chlamydia? I'm not. I don't think there are any. That's the thing. Oh, really? You didn't have to go get checked for a reason. No, it's just like an annual checkup. Oh, wow. But as a guy, it's like there are no symptoms. So it's like you can have it for years. No, I don't think there are. No, there are symptoms. Some the thing with STIs, very few people and I've read up on this. Very, very few people experience symptoms. So that's why it's really important to go get checked, because even though you could also be wearing protection, like there's other areas and fluids of the body that like mix together. Dude, a buddy of mine got herpes from wrestling. What? Well, that's what he told you. Yeah. I don't know. That, no, because apparently <laughs> there was, like, story. he had a breakout on his like, <laughs> apparently he was wrestling. I don't know if I'm misinterpreting the story, but apparently if I remember correctly, duty had wrestling had like a breakout on his forehead and then mm. they were like wrestling and mm. sweat got. Mm-hmm. Oh, yikes. Like mm-hmm. so it was blood to blood. There's different types of no, herpes. No, 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 yeah, yeah there's. I know. I don't know what type it was. That's why I don't know the extent of it. But there's I remember hearing type that story and telling me about it. So I mean, what ends up happening is when even when a child is born, like and then an aunt who has like oral herpes or whatever can mm-hmm. kiss the baby, and then the baby gets contracted with herpes. So it's like I think it's just this huge misconception that it's like oh like. Who did you sleep with? Like, no, it doesn't. It right, doesn't have to be that. Right? Simplex one is the sores around your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Simplex two is your genitalia. Mm. Yes. Mm. Got it. But I think you can have one and two. And you, if you're a Seinfeld fanatic, you can get them from a tractor. So just be sure. To <laughs> that would be away. gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, is it gonorrhea? Yeah, she got gonorrhea from a tractor, which is also super treatable. It's just like chlamydia. You take a yeah. pack, it's cleared up in a week. Uh, but you know, from anonymous, there is a lot of misconceptions about well, STDs. Well, one and more herpes. question on that: if if you were dating someone new in the relationship and they told you that, would you head for the hills? I want to head for the hills, but listen, it's a tough one. I, 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 you're human, right? So if you're 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 into somebody and they say, "Hey, I have herpes," you know, that's obviously a little. I don't know if I'd head for the hills, but I would look for would... the path that would get me to the hills as quickly as possible, <laughs> so I would have an escape route if necessary. No, right. no, no, no. I mean, yeah. you don't know, right? I, I don't know. But I would make sure the car is turned on and in drive. But right. My foot's on the brake. I'm not going anywhere yet, but in the in, it's, it's in your favorites in Google Maps, it's so really easy to hit. Before you, anonymous, if this person reacts uh, with hesitation, don't be alarmed by that either, because I don't think you're going to tell them and then they're just going to say, oh, okay, great. No problem. It's going to have to have a conversation, but that doesn't right. mean they can't move past it and that you can't move it past together. And what yeah. she should, what he or she should do, it sounds like they have a pretty good grasp on it, but like get as much information as you can about how it affects you and how it could potentially affect someone else. Because yeah. at this point, like the more you know, the more uh, you'll be able to explain it better to someone else. And I honestly don't think it's going to be that bad. But it's, it's, so. it's, it's, it's going to be a challenging conversation. But yeah, I think information is definitely something that you should, like, and knowledge is something you should have. In I completely agree. With that. Um, anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help. I suck at dating. Thank you so much to both of my lovely co-hosts, Jared and Vanessa. Uh, no, thank you, Dean. Uh, and Mark yeah, thanks, and Easton. You guys are the best. You guys don't get enough thank yous. <laughs> thanks, buddy. You really keep this pile up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Easton, and thank you, Ashley, for passively standing by next to us while yeah, we she's recording next up here. Big thank you to Brendan Watt. Be sure to check out his book, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One, um, and his vlog, No More Sugar Coating. Big thank you to Brett Kolomajek. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to download Happily from the App Store today or go to happily.com. Um, big thank you to our anonymous emailers. Be sure to email us. We love the emails. Help. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. 
Um, share some stories with us. We'll talk through. What are we doing next week? Maybe we can just have a whole email episode. Maybe we can. Yeah, why that'd not? Be nice. oh, that'd be fun. Now's a good time to get them in then. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia. Well, I'll, on the Instagram page, I'll prompt people to email the help I suck at dating at iHeartMedia. And the Facebook group. Com. And the Facebook group, of course. I think we have a lot more followers. And Jared, you are going to tell us about Buca de Beppo, weren't you? Yes, I am. Big thank you to Buca de Beppo. And this is your favorite go-to for celebrations, graduations, team parties, prom, Father's Day. Buca will deliver the party to you. Just go check out Buca online at bucadepepo.com to find location closest to you or to order online. That's B-U-C-A-D-I-B-E-P-P-O.com. Buca de Peppo. That's fun to say. P-P-O.com. That's fun to say. Cool. Uh, if you're planning a party, celebration, graduation, go check them out online. Um, I love both of you guys so much with all of my heart. Thank you so much for being part of this with me every single week. Uh, we can't wait to be here next week. And I hope you guys as listeners to come back and join us as well, because maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.